0: So I, th- I think you know how we do this. God is good, and all the time, very nicely done. I want you to know that if today or at any time, you don't quite know if you believe that, that's okay. Because I'm going to tell you that there's been moments when I'm not quite sure about how strongly I want to say that and part of that is what drove me to this series of lessons I want to look in Scripture and I want to find reason why God is good I want to find reason why he is a good God I mean is it just a rally cry that I say when I'm with my my friends and my family in worship or is it a truth is it a real truth that he's good and so I want to show you that in God's Word there is good news that He is good, and He keeps His covenants, and He makes covenants with us. Would you pray with me? Father, I pray that You would give me wisdom and clarity as I speak these words. I pray that the message that is shared today from Your Word is one that will be beneficial for all of us. I pray for us as listeners that we will be hearers and doers of this Word I pray that uh, you would be with us as we engage what it is that you're trying to communicate with us so that we are prepared not only to come around your supper table, but we're prepared to move out into this world with an uncanny hope that comes from knowing that you are a good God. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray together, amen. All right, let's take a look at God's Word. Does that sound like a good idea? All right, let's do this. Okay, I'm going to invite you to go to Psalm 62, the 62nd Psalm. Um, And you you can go there and read in your own translation, or you can follow the one that's here on the screen. And don't ask me which translation it is, because I won't be able to help you find it. But anyway, here it is right here, Psalm 62, let's give our attention to this. Only in God do I find rest. My salvation comes from Him. Only God is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I won't be shaken anymore. How long will all of you people attack other people? How long will you tear them down as if they were leaning walls or broken down fences? The only pastime of this people is to bring others down low. They delight in deception. With their mouths they bless, but inside they are cursing. Now take that in. Well, I know some of you there, you have like the word interlude or or It just means stop. Take that in. Only in God will I find rest because my hope comes from him. Only God is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I will not be shaken. Indeed, God secures my salvation and my honor. God is my strong rock. My shelter is in God. All you people, trust in Him at all times. Pour out your hearts before Him. God is a shelter for us. Take that in. Take that in. Humankind are nothing but a puff of wind. Men and women can be so empty. They don't even register on a scale. Gather them up and they are still lighter than air. Don't trust in brute force. Don't set false hopes on what you can gain. If wealth should increase, don't set your heart on it. God has said this one thing and I've heard it at least twice. Strength is from God. And faithful love comes from you, my Lord. And so you will make peace with everyone justly according to their deeds. This is Psalm 62. In Psalm 62, it's poetry. That's why your translations vary so much. But it comes to a single idea expressed in various words. God is good, and God is good because, Psalm 62 tells us, first of all, God is good because He gives rest. The psalmist here is in turmoil. The psalmist is saying that that, uh, there's there's warfare, and there's strife, and there's conflict, and there's, there's fear, and there's anxiety in the world around him. But he can have real security. He can truly be at rest in God. You know, we spend all of our time looking for a peaceful moment, looking for that Zen moment, looking for s- somewhere where we can be without fear, without anxiety. You're not going to find it anywhere except in God. And-, and Jesus himself in Matthew 11 says, come to me. Come to me, every one of you who is weary, burdened, weighed down with cares and struggles and worries and what other people are thinking and all the burdens and rules of life or maybe even of a false religion come to me says Jesus and I can give you rest this rest this peace and contentment is what God wants to give God is not aimed at making our lives more difficult You know, sometimes that's the wisdom that we pick up when bad things happen. Bad things happen or stressful things happen, we ask, well, what's God trying to teach you? I've been asked that before. I said, I don't know what God's trying to teach me. Maybe God's teaching me to be patient with people who ask me silly questions like that. Maybe that's what God's trying to teach me. Help me, Lord, because I need it. I believe that there's something that we can learn out of every circumstance and I believe that God can make us stronger through trials but I don't necessarily believe that God plays games with us just to teach us a lesson I read Psalm 62 and I see that God wants me in whatever situation I'm in to find rest and security in him and I would say that this is the lesson that we gain from our struggles Find your peace and rest, contentment and security in God. Psalm 46 is a neighbor of Psalm 62. And Psalm 46 says that when everything is, this is my paraphrase, when everything is crashing down, God is our refuge in the midst of that. God is our safety. He's the one that we can rely on. Which is the second part of this psalm. God is good because He is a rock and a refuge. Now that's said at least more more than once, specifically, in this psalm. Over and over again, God is described as solid ground, as a solid rock, as a place of security, as a place where uh, where you can defend and find safety from enemies. God is a rock and a refuge. More than once it's said in here, only God is my rock and my salvation. My stronghold. That stronghold is a refuge. It's a place of security. It's a place to protect what matters. He's saying you're not going to find that in the defenses of this world. You can't trust in the things of this world, but you can find it in God. God will preserve it. When Jesus prays in the Garden of Gethsemane, He wants the cup to pass from him. That means that he wants there to be another way than than the shame and the suffering of the cross. But he is willing to believe that God can preserve him through that and that God can protect him through that. He knows that God is his rock and his refuge. God is good because God's reliable. Now we looked at that last week in the psalm. It's true again. In this psalm. That God is reliable. You can trust in Him. That when He makes a covenant, He keeps a covenant. We don't have to worry if today God is angry with us. Or maybe we've offended Him somewhere along the line. And God is sort of passively, aggressively attacking us because we've upset Him and offended Him and wounded Him. God is clear. God is reliable and trustworthy. When God makes His will known, and we follow it, we're going to find that reliable trust. Once again, there's, there's sometimes there's an idea that floats around out there that, that God is so mysterious that we have to figure out the secret code to figure out exactly what He wants. I don't see anything of the kind. In Scripture, in the prophets, through finally His Son, Jesus Christ, God has made clear who He is and the relationship that He wants with us. In a few moments, when we come around the Lord's Supper table and we're going to drink that cup together, I want you to understand that we're drinking that cup in remembrance of Christ who says, that is my blood. That means I would go to the point, and I did go to the point of spilling my blood to maintain a covenant with you. Now, after something like that, why do we need some sort of uh, head-scratching moment where we say, I wonder what God really wants. I wonder what God really thinks about his relationship with us. He's hard to figure out. He's pretty mysterious. No. He's made it awfully clear in his sacrifice to keep covenant with us. So he's a place of rest. He is rock and refuge. He is reliable. In this covenant that we find ourselves in and the psalmist even says you know God said it once and I've heard it twice a little bit of humor in that in that uh, he's saying let's see seems like God said this somewhere and I've heard it oh, at least a couple of times the implication is this is the message that comes up again and again and again throughout Scripture throughout the wisdom of God's people and that is Strength comes from God. Now, we need to take that with us today. We need to take that with us and realize, wow, this this is the message of that psalm. You boil it all down, it comes to that. God said it, heard it more than a few times. It's been preached. It shows up in Scripture. Strength comes from God and yet we will go to other things to find strength we will do whatever it takes we will trust in brute force strength comes from power strength comes from from arms strength comes from authority or we'll think that strength comes from our ability to get things the more Wealth we accumulate, the more property we have, the more influence we have, the more friends that we have, the more education that we have, we'll, say, we'll think to ourselves, that's strength. Now, we don't quite do it just like that, do we? No. What we do is we turn these things into certain virtues so that we say, oh yeah, you need to be an achiever, you, you need to be strong, don't let anybody push you around. Uh, don't let anybody, you know, step on you and and all of those things have a kernel of truth in them but if it all comes back to a strength that we're able to create just in ourselves then we are making up some false gods and we're putting ourselves on the throne where only God belongs the psalmist here is able to say you know what i've fought many battles i've defended many a fortress I have stood up against a lot of foes, and I'll tell you this, only in God will you get real strength. We need to start letting God fight the battles. I mean, honestly, why wouldn't we? Who's going to turn that down? Here's God, and he's saying, you know what? I can protect you. I can take care care of you. No, it's okay, God. We know that you're so busy. We'll take care of this. We got this. We're pretty strong. I don't know about you, but I'm giving in to that offer. Yeah, God, it's all yours. I can't please people I can't be good enough I I can't fight hard enough I I just I can't do it but I know who can and I'm gonna let strength come from God next thing if we start doing that we might find that not only will we be more trusting in God we might truly have that rest that we've all been looking for because we know it's not up to us we know that we are not limited by our limits one of the things that we do in recovery, when we talk about recovery, and they do this in any recovery program, and, and uh, you know, when you're trying to overcome whatever it is, grief, anger, addictions, whatever it may be, at a certain point you have to realize, okay, I've got limits. I'm powerless. That sounds like a horrible thing to say, especially if you're an American. I'm powerless? I don't want to admit that. Yeah, but actually by saying that, you're able to say, well... I'm not good enough or smart enough or strong enough to figure this out, but I'm not dwelling on that, and I'm not, I'm not you know, letting myself marinate in that. I'm realizing that I need to rely on a God who does give me strength. And this is the message of this psalm. One last thing, and I want you to take this home with you, that your strength, our strength, real strength, comes from God. But there's a, there's a moment there, that word that I translated as take that in, Selah. I remember my grandfather used to talk to me about that when he was reading Scripture, and he would say, you know, what does that selah mean? And sometimes he would write me a note or he'd write me an email, and he'd put selah at the end of it. And uh, I think he's just doing that to be silly. And nobody really knows what it means. It's a musical interlude. It's this. You know, in fact, after this sermon, a lot of you are going to tell me, hey, I, I, Selah means that. That's fine. It, good. You know, I don't know what it means, and I don't know what it's there. But I'm going to say it means just stop for a second and really take this in. You know, if you're going to have a pause, see, it's going to be dramatic, and you're going to want people to notice. If we take it in, then there's two moments where that Selah is mentioned. One, who are the people that bring others down low? That was in verse 4, and then you have a Selah. Take that in moment. Two, for whom is God a shelter? That was in verse 8. God is a shelter. And then he says, Selah. Take that in. I've got... Something that I'm not going to sell you, but it's something that I've come up with. It's a special decoder for a scripture, and you can. T- I know some of you are thinking I've gone down the Joseph Smith trail now, and I'm translating the Golden Plates. Don't worry, you're going to see where I'm going with it. I've got a special decoder that will allow you to find these answers in scripture. Okay, but you have to know how to get them. Now, what you do is you take this decoder and you put it over the pages of scripture right here on these verses and it will give you the single answer that answers both of those you just you know so you ask who are the people that bring others down low and you look at this decoder and you happen to see your reflection in this hmm you put it down whom is god a shelter and you happen to see look it's your face again right here in this mirror and scripture is a mirror Scripture is a mirror that shows us, and there's one answer that answers both of these. It's us. Us. God, when he's saying all of you people, he's not just talking about them, he's talking about us. This is what we do when we're left to our own devices. To affirm our strength, to affirm our rightness, to affirm our power. We get into the pastime of bringing everybody down, including ourselves, and we don't have rest. We try to gain all that we can because we don't trust others. But God is a shelter for us. That means that when He gathers everybody up into His bomb shelter to protect us from the world, when He gathers everybody up you know, in His fortress, you might suddenly find that you're, you're sharing the table with people that you think, hey, wait a second, aren't you supposed to be the enemy? Mm-hmm. I would recommend that you don't ask any questions. God has drawn you into his shelter. Give thanks for that. He'll take care of who's there and who's not. And maybe this taking it in for just a moment will help us realize what a good God we have. That he brings us into his shelter. And we don't have to bring others or ourselves down low anymore. Now, as I said, in just a few moments, we're going to gather around the Lord's Supper table. And when we get to that Lord's Supper table, that's part of the whole shelter, is that Christ is inviting us in to share a meal that He serves. It's the Lord's Supper, not my supper. It's the Lord's Supper, not our supper. It's His. And we come to the table to enjoy that shelter. Now, take Salvation.